welcome to creating wealth through passive apartment investing podcast in this show we will discuss about best and worst experiences about passive and active apartment investing and i am your host ramakrishna let's begin the show today's our guest is brian labra from labra group welcome brian hey good morning how are you rama Good brand. A little bit about brand. Brand Labrack is the founder and CEO of the Labrack Group consisting of Labrack Capital Investments and Labrack Realty Solutions. The Labrack Group is a real estate investment company that started its humble beginning in 2010 with single family homes and made its way to present day with multifamily commercial property. Brand enjoys helping people pursue their own path to financial independence and teach them how real estate investing can help them reach their goals. Brian continues to work in corporate America as a business influencer, leveraging his network and helping companies bring life-saving medical products to market. In addition, he chairs is his town's local economic development committee. With that, Brian, would you like to add anything to your background? No, I think that's great. Thank you for the uh, kind introduction, Rama, and I'm uh, happy to be here. Sure. So you started into real estate single family space and then switched towards multifamily recently. So what is the reason, Brian? Well, you know, honestly, you know, I found that uh, single family and smaller real estate properties uh, seem to be a lot of work uh, with little return. And um, it's a job to uh, do uh, single families or duplexes requires uh, a lot of attention to, uh, you know, make a profit or so I decided, uh, you know, probably several years ago over the history of of working on uh, my single family uh, residential portfolio that uh, you know where where I'm headed uh, in my business uh, we needed to go uh, to larger uh, commercial properties and so that's when we created uh, Labrec Capital Investments to pursue the commercial real estate market Awesome. And let's get into your recent acquisition, 20 units in Knoxville, Tennessee during COVID. So why you chose Knoxville, Tennessee, Brian? I chose Knoxville for a lot of reasons. As people who are uh, familiar with uh, market research and deciding markets that would be the most attractive markets for commercial real estate, uh, we as a company perform market research on different markets and we identified Knoxville as a market where even through COVID, just the market research indicated that uh, Knoxville Knoxville was a emerging market having favorable conditions where people were moving there jobs were being created and the which is very important to our company is the landlord tenant laws uh, from the local government tended to be favorable or at least balanced in the tenant landlord law and so we thought that uh, you know the Knoxville market was a very attractive market to allow us to identify and pursue buying assets in that market and um there's a lot of uh, positives for that market and that's why we decided to start to look in that market to identify assets that would fit our criteria cool and thanks for sharing that and would you share more about this property location sub market fundamentals 
Well, it's, uh, you know, this particular asset we like, you know, and throughout my real estate investing experience, one of the common or important things about why I pursue real estate is identifying value add properties and, you know, either it be single or, you know, duplexes, triplexes. All through the decade plus of uh, our business, we've always identified value-add properties. So we enjoy identifying properties that we can do forced appreciation by improving them and in turn improving uh, the neighborhood by which these assets exist. So in the Knoxville property, you know, it was a you know working-class apartment or asset, and uh, but it had uh, you know it was a good neighborhood. The crime was low. And so when the neighborhood is good, and then uh, this particular asset that we acquired actually was the site of above average crime at this site, but the neighborhood was low crime. So we look at indicators like this where you can't change a neighborhood, but you can change the asset by which you're acquiring. And so with improvements in property management, things that we can control, we can bring the asset up to the neighborhood and then some standards. And this provides some additional value add beyond just fixing the asset. And so it becomes a solid investment for us and our investors to work on projects like this. And so that was, uh, you know, a main, one of the main reasons of, you know, taking this property down. And, and, you know, honestly, you know, we had a business plan. We were prepared to reposition this property in this solid neighborhood. Uh, we ex anticipated it would take a year by, we use third-party property management company. And, and uh, because of our years of experience working with third-party property management, companies, we have a stringent uh, interviewing process and we have very high standards of property management companies. And we identified this property management company that's local in that market that has a long history that are they are very experienced in, in managing properties of this size and larger, which is a key aspect of uh, which property management company you select. And we were prepared on this particular asset to, you know, have have to reinvest and not take any profits for up to the year, up for at least a year since we've acquired it. And I can honestly say that I think in less than six months, we'll start to turn turn a profit. So uh, the business plan is going very strong, even through COVID. This, this asset is uh, really coming along nicely. We're very happy with the results. And, you know, the tenants are very happy as well. The residents of the facility, seeing the improvements we're making, because it was distressed property from the previous owner and there was a lot of deferred maintenance. So we've immediately started to uh, clean the property up, fix things that the tenants needed fixing. And, you know, it is a win-win and that is what we enjoy doing. You know, we have neighbors across the street you know, uh, introducing themselves to us and expressing their pleasure with what we're doing with that property. And even the city is happy. They've started, uh, the city came, planted trees along the uh, the road. And that's another thing we look for. We look for, you know, call the town, the city. We look at what, uh, what are their plans for the local area. And we introduce ourselves to the city. In this case, they've immediately uh, embraced us and, and started 
to make improvements where it made sense for them and they've they've planted nice trees along the street and it's just a major success and and we're very happy to be in Knoxville. Awesome and thanks for sharing that. And so what kind of renovations and how much capex allocated for this project? So this is a 1978 uh, build, pitch roof, it's brick uh, brick side, uh, brick built. It's all two bedroom, one bath units, uh, 20 units. So from a capex, the, the building, the many of the units needed to be updated and refreshed. And some of them had had some improvements through the years, but not to the standards that uh, we like to have our residents have. So we immediately started to, you know, do uh you know kitchens and baths and all the windows were the original windows from 1978 single pane wood sash and um or aluminum sash and um so we immediately placed all the windows even simple things as there's a lot of there's a lot of children that live at this location bikes uh bicycles were all over the place outside we installed uh bike racks we're gonna probably do something there's a nice you know lawn there we're probably going to continue to make improvements uh, with outdoor facilities for people to enjoy the yard place for people to walk their dogs and you know the capex budget you know as we make improvements probably at this point is uh, probably around probably in total is going to be about a hundred grand on this property but uh, up to this point and and we'll get to that uh, threshold over a period of time you know between the windows and other improvements we've done uh, it's probably only been about 50 grand and plus or minus on the existing current improvements. But, uh, you know, I think, uh, you know, it had good bones, uh, has a great yard and a great neighborhood, established neighborhood, and, you know, feel it's a great investment. Awesome. And would you share any challenging scenarios on this deal so far? You know, COVID has, you know, we, we took a faith, we took a leap of faith on the acquiring this, you know, property at the time we bought this, we were on the contract last summer uh, of 2020. And a lot of people can, um, you know, probably think back to that time and where were we in the COVID situation. And, you know, the risk level was definitely higher making such an investment during those times. I would, you know, we, we were no different, but the financial fundamentals of this property indicated that you know we needed to go we needed to buy this and and continue to execute our business plan so you know and i have to say that you know that was probably one of the biggest challenges is to you know to understand that this was a good investment the pandemic is going to come to an end you know we're going to be rewarded for it and so in this particular case you know taking that you know the risk was probably one of the biggest challenges you know when you take over properties like this and working with a property management company and and you know there were a lot of people that residents there that you know we did uh, absorb they weren't paying their rent and i say a lot that you know it was less than you know 10% of the occupancy was uh, a pretty large arrears in their rental payment and you know some of those people you know and so there was some you know short term financial stress on on the operational side of the property but engaged those folks some of them elected to move on some of them stayed and and were, were trying to be you know flexible with them and and uh you know a lot of people you know many of the residents enjoyed living there so i think you know at the end of the day 
you know, just the short-term financial stress on the operations has been another uh, area of uh, challenges in this this property. But in a short order, we've only owned the property for you know four, three, four months, and you know things are already turning. And as I you know mentioned earlier, we're going to start pull, you know having a profit in six months. And I, I think you know given the situation, you know, and what we went through, I think um, we're very happy of the uh, the foreseeable outcome and a solid asset for for years and years to come cool and thanks for sharing so what's your exit plan on this property Brian? Well, you know, myself and, you know, I'm a buy and hold forever and ever kind of investor. You know, there's nothing better than making the investment and then uh, cash out refinancing, taking my money and our money and going out and, and doing it again. And if, you know, many times, you know, looking at a property in that way, you can always do that. So I haven't found a lot of reasons why you want to totally exit an asset unless, you know, unless you think the market is it's not going to sustain itself. You know, I think my top priority in all of these is, you know, I'm a buy and hold investor. Why not keep an asset that can keep giving uh, for years and generations and, and you have no money in the deal. And to me, that's, you know, that's, infinite return. Why not keep that property now? Unless, you know, you need to look at it in your own business goals. And if you're not getting, you know, you're not, even after you do a cash out and you're not getting the cash on cash returns, you know, that you want out of that, and hopefully it's infinite. So I haven't identified a good business case that would make any sense on actually exiting a property and, uh, and then, you know, not owning that property anymore. So that's my first priority, my first business approach. And, uh, that at least for the foreseeable future, I would say, you know, as soon as it makes sense, we're probably going to cash out refi on this property and take our money and, and reinvest it elsewhere and, and keep this asset. Cool. So any one advice that impacted your brand? kind of cliche. I mean, you just got to do it right in this business. When the numbers make sense, you need to do the deal. And, you know, and in real estate, you buy it for, you know, at least my strategy is you buy it for cash flow. And in this case, you know, that's what we did. The numbers made sense and you just need to do it. And I can honestly say here we are in 2021, you know, vaccines are rolling out and, you know, Knoxville has hit the national news as one of the greatest, you know, one of the top emerging markets in the nation. And, you know, the appreciation on this property has really taken off because of it, you know, and it just, again, it supports our assumptions when we looked at the data of this, of this market and others are noticing it as well. And it's just a solid market. So what I would say from an advice is if the numbers make sense, you know, you need to do a deal. And if you make that decision, you will find a way. And, and that is kind of our mantra that if the deal makes sense, you know, we're going to do the deal and we're going to find a way and we're going to be rewarded for it. And that, that's our business. Sure. So any one book that impacted your life and what way? Well, I think, you know, all of um, everybody could talk about Rich Dad, Poor Dad. You know, I read that book, you know, 15 years ago, 20 years ago. And uh, I think um, I read a lot of books, uh, The Millionaire Mind. I'm reading a book, uh, Positive Thinking by Norman Vincent Peale. So this business is, uh, you know, a lot about mindset. And again, it's all about uh, 
you know, yeah, the data is one side, but your mind is is a lot of times your biggest uh, enemy. And, you know, we all need to be, you know, reading positive, impactful uh, things on helping your thinking to give you the the faith of um, sometimes you, uh, you know, you just have to, you know, do the deal. And I can, you know, if, if you know, there are not many deals that I've, you know, lost money. There's a lot, there's some deals I broke even, but uh, there's, you know, more, more times or not, I've made money and I've made a positive impact on, you know, over, you know, 50 plus deals that we've done in the last decade. And so I think we have a great system and a great team. And uh, we're going to, as we on our own uh, business growth and development and building out of the team, we're going to continue to be uh, bullish and identifying uh, real estate assets that will deliver above average returns for our investors. Awesome. So how can listeners can connect with you, Brian? Well, you know, folks can, you know, visit our website. We're currently upgrading the website, but there there is one there at uh, labreccapitalinvestments.com. You know, I'm on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, YouTube. Folks could uh, search out uh, Labreck Capital Investments. They could search myself out, you know, Brian Labreck and, um, you know, send me a note. And, uh, you know, we enjoy uh, answering questions and helping others who, who want to pursue this business or participate in as a you know equity partner we're always looking to help people who don't have a lot of money but are interested in diversifying their portfolio into real estate we can show them how they can do that with us cool and um, thank you brian i really enjoyed the conversation oh thank you Rama. i greatly appreciate it as well thank you if you like the show please subscribe share rate and review and if you want to connect with me please send me a message info at ushacapital.com. Thank you for listening. Creating Wealth Through Passive Apartment Investing Podcast. I hope you learned something from the show. See you in the next episode. Thank you. Any information provided from these shows are educational purpose only. As always, please consult with your own CPA, legal and financial advisor before investing.